Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855am digital and 3cr.org.au. Yeah. <laughs> 
times I act a little hasty But if that's my way And you should know it Then in every way Help me to show it Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three CR dot org dot AU, three CR on demand, out of the pan, with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. Three CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we pay respects to elders past, present, and emerging. Hello to any Aboriginal and/or Torres Strait Islander people tuning in. And hello to any First Nations people from all over the planet who may be tuning in. And we acknowledge that all the lands on this large island and surrounding smaller ones were stolen and never ceded. I'm Sally Goldner. I use the pronoun she, her. Welcome to listeners of all genders, including but not limited to ladies and gentlemen. And Out of the Pan is a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. But today, well, we're not quite limited on genre, but... um, I opened up today with Billy Thorpe and the Aztecs. Most people I know think that I'm crazy and I think I'll adopt that as my theme song and I can because I said so. Um, And there's lots of ways to get in touch with the show, including on Twitter at Sal Gold said so. And that's the bottom line. Um, There's also Gmail out of the pan 855 at gmail.com. You can SMS 61456 751215 and look for posts on Facebook on my page Sally Goldner AM and out of the pan, 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. Any opinions expressed on the show today will be my own, and very much they will be, because, again, there's another teasing hint as to what the content of the show is about. You can also um, write in to PO Box 1277 Collingwood 3066. And there could be, there will be content warnings in what I'm going to discuss today. So I will give the numbers for Switchboard as part of QLife, one eight hundred one eight four five two seven, 184527 and Rainbow Door, one eight hundred seven two nine three six seven around um, this so-called Australia. You can also SMS Rainbow Door. We'll give the extra number today, 0480-017-246. And content warnings for mention of discrimination within LGBTIQA plus communities, sometimes called lateral hostility, and also discussion of trauma. So how does this show all fit together? Why did we open up with Billy Thorpe? Because Billy Thorpe is probably extremely remembered for being connected to the Sunbury Music Festival in the early 70s. And Monday, a week ago, fortnight tomorrow, call it which you will, I went out to Sunbury for the fabulous LGBTIQA plus over 30s festival organised by Tracy Oldham. Well done to Tracy, who did an awesome job putting it all together. And yours truly ended up being MC, um, just for something else to do, and also spoke. And I thought today I might broadcast my particular speech and talk about some of the issues. I mean, let's look at something here. It is awesome that we now have younger people coming out, although coming up this Wednesday, 
uh, there's going to be a presentation by La Trobe University and Paula Gerber on what's happening on it for LGBT in schools since 2017 when we had the postal survey. Have things been better or worse or um, stayed the same? And um, there's no, it's great that I, I think, obviously, it's better that you can come, if you can come out safely, it is better that you do so. I think, um, you know, it's much easier to be yourself than try to hide. I think that's been well documented. And you know, as I say, so long as it is, we'll say, safe, comfortable, positive, used, whichever kind of sort of words you want. However, um, what about people in the middle and senior cohorts who sometimes get forgotten? It is great that we look after our youth. It's great that we have seniors stuff. Um, that's important as well. But this, this is why I think this, um, you know, sort of this, um, um, you know, this event that we had was very important because sometimes the issues of older people and those in the middle cohort get a bit left out. So it was really good to go and talk at this presentation and go out to Sunbury. And the music theme today, just to clear up that particular teaser, is that um, all the music will be bands who played at Sunbury between 72 and 75. I went to a um, clearance sale for a retro store yesterday, and I think it's um, rubbed off on me big time. So uh, we will have um, lots of great music um, of that genre. Anyway... Let's go with the first half of what I had to say, um, where I will talk about the first part of my life. So we'll say content warning for school bullying and, um, you know, sort of queer phobia generally, but there is a point to it all when we'll get to the second half. So let's have a listen. Um, I'll be speaking without moving my lips. Here, here was I at Sunbury on Sunday, uh, Monday, the 1st of August. So we're going to get back to it. Um, so this next speaker, well, I've known this next speaker for about um, nearly 57 years now. Got to know her better over time. Sometimes I think she's a bit of a whacker, but... Um, and the next speaker is Sally Goldner. <laughs> so this is where I take, so to speak, my MC hat off. And you get beanie hair, but anyway. <laughs> so very much we acknowledge that we're on uh, Wurundjeri Woiwurrung lands and pay respects to elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander people in the room. So I'm going to talk just a bit about my own experience. I mean, it's got 20 minutes and how we um, put nearly 57 years into 20 minutes is in those immortal words, how do we do that? That would make for a packed program, so I can only focus on bits in our time that I have and some things that I'd like to talk about. We'll give a content note. There's mention of verbal bullying and emotional trauma, but only mention, and I hope it will be in context and for a reason. So as I said, I'm 57 in October, and I really feel like my life is in a, almost a spot of two halves for the astrological amongst us. It's two Saturn returns of about 28 kids each. Um, so, 1995, 27 April 1995, in my 30th year, was when I first heard the word transgender as it was then. 
And you might say, well, that's a long way forward. What happened in the first half? And it is important to talk about that in the context of, um, I'm going to go shorthand, Rainbow Seniors, but also, interestingly, Rainbow, I'm going to use the rough phrase, middle cohort, roughly, roughly, you know, 25 to 60. You know, and there's no clear boundaries on this. We don't like binaries in our communities. We've got to get beyond those. So, for someone born in 1965, we had no internet, telegrams were those things that were bits of paper, and some of us will remember them, you know, sort of at weddings, you know, congratulations on your big day, stop, wishing you a happy life, stop, now it's a bloody right wing app. Um, that's not that sort of other telegram, the nice ones. But the thing is, we didn't have internet. So as I was growing up, and began to feel like something was a mark. We couldn't put something into a search engine. I feel like I'm a girl. I could be attracted to anyone regardless of gender. No, we didn't have search engines. And had I sent a telegram, I don't think I'd have got an answer. And I say that because the first part of my life, as it was, is not for many rainbow people, I spent, I knew there was something a mark. People often, you know, we often get asked in our communities, when did you know something? Well, there's two, two part answers to that. Age about four years and three months, first day at school, standing at door of first classroom, looking in, almost wanting to go, all the way back to mum who was 10 metres behind me. Because I spent all of my 13 years at school, what called, still calls itself, I'm going to drop a happy teaser, because this story does have some happy endings, at what calls itself an all-boys school. I probably don't have to say any more to people here to know that that was not a pleasant experience, particularly in the 70s and 80s, where there was just no thoughts of really, in that, in the stuff of gender, sexuality, similar, of respect and equality and all those sorts of things. Um, there was a lot of emphasis on sport, it was the standard cricket, football, a bit of athletics at the start of Turn 3, back to cricket. I have been wearing glasses for most of today, that's not because um, I'm short-sighted, not because I'm long-sighted. My eyes are not in stereo, my left eye goes over there, whereas my right eye goes over there. That is not good for making reflex decisions about batting at cricket. <laughs> time I'd made up my mind, I couldn't even see the damn thing, I was a little yorked um, in my best Tony Gregg voice, that all came through very forced, um, and there I was gone. This school, I didn't know how much of an emphasis it had on sport until I, a few years ago, it was about 10 years ago now, I think, where the then principal passed away, his obituary was in the age, and his big plan for the school was to win all the sports championships, so everyone had to do sport. Uh, not good. Uh, it was going to be that would market the school outward and boost morale inwards, except if you were good at sport. I was also, and I will just mention the content note again, verbally bullied for most of what is now year seven and eight, and if I say forms one and two, lots of people here will understand that. So it wasn't a happy time. And I say that because scars remain. Noticing the title of a wonderful and the cover page of a, and the back cover of a wonderful book and the blurb over there for Tracy's book. And you know, sometimes they heal, sometimes they don't. To fast forward after I finished school in 1982, which is significant, another teaser. I finished school, I went to university, 
I studied commerce, majored in accounting. People who meet me now say, you, you are not an accountant. Uh, I, I won't make any stereotypical jokes about having a personality. I never said that. <laughs> and um, I, I can't remember if I wore a brown pinstripe suit as my man self in the 80s. Uh, shocking stuff. And all one of those brown spotted ties. Um, culture with a capital K. Um, but I graduated, studied accounting, tried working in corporate settings, which are just as much with simple language toxic masculinity, and that got me up to 1994 where I burnt out. And I travelled overseas, and that was where I went to Graceland, just to link back to our early, the earlier comments, amongst other things. But like so many of us, when I got back, sure, the burnout had gone, but without having that day-to-day -day surface pressure, what I'd been pushing down bubbled up. And finally, on 27 April 95, was where I found a psychologist who knew what she was talking about. She had just completed a master's in gender and sexuality. And her exact words to me, which for someone assigned male were good words, pretty reasonable. Some men are more feminine than masculine, some need to be female, that's transgender. Now, of course, as an educator today, I would use a much more comprehensive definition that covered assigned female, covered non-binary people, yada yada, but it clicked. So after going south for 29 and a half years, we hit the brakes and began to come back north. And in that time, it's really, it's a life of two halves up until now. And I gradually found my sense of self. I realised that I came in somewhere under the trans, what we'd call today the trans and gender diverse kaleidoscope. I lived for two and a half years, occasionally going out as a woman, or use the term cross-dresser, and every term is valid. Please let's get that clear. Some people don't like that nowadays. And I think that's really important. A fabulous person who is non-binary and intersex, Cody Smith from Canberra, and I remember this, it was the last session of the last conference before the pandemic in January 2020 at Better Together, said, the more labels we have, the better, because people will connect with the one that works for them in here. And you know, so someone, not that I ever used the word, I'd heard transsexual, it just hadn't resonated. So I sorted that part out, I affirmed my gender identity permanently by the middle of 1998 and was really myself and in real life as opposed to any form of occasional performance. I've identified as a woman ever since. I also had to clarify or become authentic, connect to my authenticity, resexuality, and the word that I had in 1997 was bisexual. And the reason I had a better time coming out as bi than a lot of people, there was a person who helped me connect to that psychologist, I'm keeping it short for time, who was biased, today's language, a cisgender bi woman, who I think began to realise what was going on, but she let me find my path in my own time. And I'm going to jump forward actually on instinct. During the pandemic, she disappeared out of my life not long after. I managed to track her down on Facebook and finally had a chance in 2020 to thank her because I don't think I'd be here today without her. It's so important that we have allies. There's another hint. In, if I was doing what I call, if I had an hour, the extended dance mix personal story, um, not the radio edit as we've got today, um, and it would be on CD or a record. We can all remember those too. See, I love intergenerational then. Um, I talk about other things, how I had to 
become authentic in terms of my neuroprocessing, despite what people think. I'm an introvert. Introverts are not shy, we're not anxious, we just need time out uh, by ourselves occasionally. <laughs> Better now. Introverts often appear very extroverted when we're talking about things we're passionate about, so I'm probably appearing extroverted all today because I love doing things like this today. Being an MC, talking, communicating with, I'm deliberately specific in my words there. And gradually, I've cleared through things. One of my, my favourite book title, and it's a downward book too, is the one by Anthony Van Brown called The Life of Unlearning. So much to keep unlearning. We've all got it. We all don't know what we don't know. And that's really important. And gradually I've worked through that. There's been lots of other stuff that I could talk about. But I said there would be a happy ending on the school stuff, and I gave a hint. 1982, it's exactly 40 years since HSC. I'd only really kept in touch with two people from year 12. And also those two, I suppose it was a double connection. We, one did exactly the same course at me at university and another did arts and we'd meet in lunchtime. There was 10 assigned male people and we taught politics in the cafeteria. We were the CAF caucus. Uh, some, some people would say we were cactus, so to use an old political joke. Do you, does anyone know the difference between a caucus and a cactus? No difference, they're both full of pricks. Anyway. <laughs> I told the Labor Party here, we love people here, we love you. Seriously. Um, the interesting thing happened a few weeks ago. Um, earlier this year I reconnected because one of the caucus who had gone over to England to live, had relationships, came back, and another person said, we're all getting together for dinner. I hadn't seen him in four or five years, drifted apart as we do, and um, lo and behold, full gang reconnected, been to the football with them. But then interestingly, only a few weeks ago, on a Friday night, another one who now lives in Ballarat um, said, well, come up to Ballarat for drinks. And that's fair. Why should he have to travel down to Melbourne all the time? So we did. And at this event, one of my two school friends said, much to his surprise, he decided to go along to the official 40-year reunion of the school because um, he didn't really want to keep in touch with people. Now, in that bullying period, there was a chief bully and two deputies. And lo and behold, my friend got talking to deputy bully, calling B, and B expressed some remorse. And um, also brought up another story. I said I wasn't good at sport. Um, one day playing rugby, my main sport was Australian rules, some big tall guy who was really good at rugby, we were forced to do it in physical education, ran through me and berated me verbally afterwards for being stupid. I will put the content note word in, content note ableism, call me an unco, short for uncoordinated. Well, there was another nice guy from school who said, I was really annoyed the way that that person spoke to Sally, didn't pass name, very good. Um, and I wish I had given that big tall dude a piece of my mind. So I was left with these two stories, and then I was also reminded of one good teacher at school later on, after years seven and eight, who always came out as to once people left year 12, you couldn't tell people at school, of course, in those days came out as gay. So that was Friday a few weeks ago, and I chewed over this information for a few days after that. Deputy Bully B had tried to connect with me on LinkedIn a few years before. 
So I wrote, pre-wrote a letter and then came back, found it, connected and sent him the letter and he apologised for what he did. Similarly, I never thought I'd do this. I wrote and I'm public about which school it was. And I don't blame the school. It could have been any so-called all-boys school at that time. I wrote to the old Brighton Grammarian Society, which if you'd said to me five years ago, I would have done that. I would have said it blow into the bad drive or something. And said, look, I'd really like to talk to teacher X and student, nice student of the school in W. And within two hours, they called me and we reconnected, which is pretty awesome. And quite amazing. Um, so closure, it doesn't happen very often. But what? It doesn't happen very often. I'm going to pause my story there. I've got about, about another, just under half of it to go. That was a slightly longer segment to set it up for what needs to be really talked about in the next segment. Um, you're listening to Out of the Pan with Sally Goldner and a talk that I gave at the Sunbury Over 30s LGBTIQA plus event on Monday the 1st of August 2022. Let's keep the Sunbury music going now uh, with, yes, another band who played at Sunbury, His Daddy Cool, 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally.
This month, Melbourne's beloved art house Cinema Nova turns 30 and is inviting you to celebrate. Revisit Cinema Nova favourites with a curated programme of popular features that Melbourne movie lovers took to their hearts, including Parasite, Call Me By Your Name, Ligon Street, Si Parla Italiano, and more. Tickets on sale now. Cinema Nova, Melbourne's favourite independent cinema since 1992. A 3CR supporter. Looking for an easy way to keep up with your annual 3CR subscription? You can now set up an annual debit from your bank account or credit card and once a year your payment will be automatically deducted. You can cancel at any time and you'll get a reminder each year before payment. Be a constant supporter of Melbourne's precious independent community radio station and set up a recurring payment today. Just go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three CR dot org dot AU, three CR on demand. Out of the pan <clears throat> with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. Had a message in from Wombat, um, who says that I do make a good MC. Well, thank you. And listening in from Trafalgar, hello to everyone in regional and rural Victoria, which is just as important as the city, and also I suppose sometimes get left behind. Um, I have a talk about um, people feeling left behind. I want to analyse the um, talk um, in the next segment, but let's go to part two, and I will say content warnings here for descriptions of um, discrimination within LGBTI communities and lateral hostility. And let's have a listen to part two of Sally at Sunbury. Brings up, is, here's the context, is trauma. No one supported me at school. No teacher, no student during that bullying, no authority figure. The feelings that got buried deep in me were abandonment and mistrust. And how does that connect to today's story of queers 30 plus? We've faced a lot of stuff. We're overcoming it, which is good. Life overall is better. But I do need to talk about the proverbial rainbow elephant in the room. We often also hear talk about allyship and people think that's people who are none of the LGBTIQA plus being allies to LGBTIQA plus and that's true. But it's also allyship within and across LGBTIQA plus communities. And to borrow from the late Andrew Peacock, the harsh reality is flash. We haven't done it that well. For bi people, if you wanted to be a member of Mardi Gras in the 80s and 90s and you put down bi on your application form, you were called before a panel saying, are you, going to, are you really a, a closeted heterosexual who's going to sabotage us? That's a pretty nasty thing to say. Someone who could have put gay or lesbian or homosexual or heterosexual could be a saboteur. We haven't received an apology. We haven't got closure from that. And the problem is when this sort of double standard stuff happens today, it hurts, it brings back the trauma. 
we need to do a few things then in light of what was said about action earlier. What are some actions that we can do? And the thing is, when it comes back again today, and it did happen a few weeks ago, a, and this is public information, it's there, ACON's Pride in Diversity program promoted their next Pride in Diversity conference and said they want to talk about, and I'm going to say content note erasure and patronising, they want to talk about emerging communities like BIPAN and non-binary. Emerging? No. And yet the problem is that some of these so-called mates, people who claim to be allies, who claim to be inclusive, are not doing it well enough. And for me, it brings up that trauma, those feelings of abandonment and mistrust again. So this is why, and I'll be fair also, there's double standards within the trans community. For example, content note, you're not a real trans woman unless you've had surgery or are aiming for it, and that's malarkey. You fill in your own pejorative of choice in your own mind. And we don't do anything systemically about this, so what actions can we do? We need people to be allies within and across LGBTI, and we need it within. If you hear someone say something that is clearly biphobic or transphobic or misogynist, and if particularly if that person is known to you as a gay man, we need gay men to do that, because sadly the misogynism means... Some gay men won't listen to women in the first place. We need lesbians to try to talk to these gender-critical lesbians and say, do you realise your selfishness and lack of hypocrisy because they won't listen to us? I respect that people are traumatised. I understand that. But the problem is when our people in positions of influence in our own communities are not looking at themselves, not growing themselves, not recovering from their own trauma, they are projecting that trauma onto groups like bi and trans. And we're feeling left behind and abandoned and further behind. We've heard nothing from federal ALP since they've been elected. No, no measure of support for trans despite all the nonsense. We need that allyship at high levels. And that is something that you can do to energise, I like the word energise, um, by, by trans seniors. My guess is it might be the same for intersex and ace. I won't speak for a group that is not my lived expertise. And we also need all of our services and not just counselling type of services. We need our community organisations to operate in both strategic in their values, their strategy, their operations to take a trauma-informed approach internally in their day-to-day -day work. We often model our organisations on corporate backgrounds. That's not the right approach for any traumatised community. And that's why I plead with you today to do this allyship, to do that lifting and respect that both, I think, Jared um, and Andrew talked about that makes sure that we get this done. That is how we can strengthen each other. I've had to talk about a difficult topic today, if it is difficult, then please talk to some of the services that we have today or talk to your supports, 1-800-1845-274-Q-Life, including Switchboard around the country. I've chosen to speak about it because it's been silenced too long. I've felt gaslighted. I've felt unaffirmed. I'm going to start talking about it. It has to happen. It needs to happen. It must happen. And we need to hold our so-called LGBTIQA plus communities that have barely got their head around lesbian to greater account on how they're doing diversity. 
We need that. And for all the organisations here today, be aware of it. Understand when someone yells at you, it's not because they're nasty or abusive. It might be a traumatised response. I admit that I've done it. I'm trying to clear it. But no scar ever heals 100%. But at least let's stop opening the old wounds and heal. And I close with the motto that I try to put into practice every day of my life. I'll share it with you. Ask yourself every day whether every action you are doing, and most importantly, how you are doing it, is coming from a place of kindness. That way we can heal trauma, strengthen each other individually and collectively, and beyond rainbow communities as well. Cheers, queers. There it is at Sunbury. And I'll come back and analyse that and clear up a few small points and talk about some of the other great speakers on the day that was the 1st of August out at um, Sunbury in the next segment. Let's keep the Sunbury-themed music going. Another band who played at Sunbury from the classic 70s rock era was Skyhooks. And, well, the um, Lolos, as they now are, LGBTIQ liaison officers were there on the day, so... Um, tongue wedged firmly in cheek and out the other side. Here's a track for them. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally.
the 70s. The classic rock of Sunbury is our theme for today, given that we're talking about an event that happened in Sunbury on Monday, the 1st of August, 2022, and that was Skyhooks, and that was from one of their many compilations, the latest and greatest women in uniform. Prior to Skyhooks, we heard from Daddy Cool, Hi Honey Ho. So let's analyse all of what was said there, or break it down. There were I don't do word-perfect speeches. I hate reading totally pre-prepared speeches. I suppose I have to do them sometime. I just don't think they're very heartfelt. So there were a few things that might have, um, you know, sort of the words went the wrong way, but um, don't really care about that. Um, The question, I suppose, that comes out of it is who defines allyship? And it's, of course, up to the group on the receiving end to decide what they want. And if you can't support that, you don't support it. Don't call yourself an ally, but you don't get to give yourself an ally badge. As someone who's sort of in the middle on this, who's bi and trans and has copped nonsense from gay and lesbian, and I was um, elements thereof, to be precise, I was speaking in the first person um, on that occasion, and someone said something to me recently, when you do have a chance to speak, that's where you can do that. But I'm not speaking as much in the first person now as a radio presenter, so you've then got to be in the middle and say, well, what about people of intersex experience? Well, they will define what they need. And obviously, um, they um, intersect, people of intersex experience are best suited to do that. And that makes sense. We've got the details of lived expertise. And no, coming back, if we're just going to be one-dimensional for a second, no cisgender person can speak for trans. Even if they're one, somehow 100% right, then there's an attitude of, oh, that's patronising. Can't trans people speak for themselves? Well, yes, we damn well can. And similar, people attracted to one gender should not be speaking to bi, for bi, because that's probably what happened um, when you, um, 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 you know, sort of um, end up with the sort of um, poor wording that Akon came up with. But it certainly doesn't excuse what um, um, uh, the um, what Mardi Gras did some years ago. And once when Mardi Gras was promoting something by um, themselves, I said, when are you going to apologise? And they said, oh, we've got a bifloat in Mardi Gras now. Toxic positivity isn't the answer either. You just can't ignore people's feelings when they are pooped on the way that they have been. Um, Oops. Um, So very, very important that we do this, that we do acknowledge these things. And I find it a bit interesting that, for example gay men will ask for an apology from a parliament for past criminal convictions, and rightly so, and that affected virtually anyone assigned male, having sex with assigned male, um, to use our language, but they can't apologise to bi and trans. Hmm, insecurities? Well, if you're a community leader, deal with your insecurities. That's what I was brought up with, this vague idea. I'm probably going to sound like a 56-year-old get-off-my-lawn. What happened to ideas like take responsibility for yourself, think of the consequences of your actions, think about people other than yourselves? Well, that's what good leadership as opposed to misuse of power leadership does. And it's time that some of our gay and lesbian leaders um, perhaps had a look at themselves and did some growth, particularly those in some of our large organisations who, in my opinion, are holding us back. Um, They are not moving past their own issues and there's, I still, I think deep down there is a tendency to think, oh, we got marriage, but that was all very hard and very exhausting, and now we can fall asleep and look what's happening to trans people um, facing biased media and all the rest of it. 
Um, I will say that I'm hoping to get on the show in a couple of weeks um, the editors and authors of a fantastic new book um, um, of trans anthologies, which is aimed at the proverbial mainstream. And um, watch this space. Lots of other great speakers on the day at the Over 30s Rainbow Expo at Talk Sunbury. Um, Jared Manser, the Commissioner for Seniors Victoria, talked about, as I said, about respect. Um, people like Andrew Rogers from Vowels. We had a great performance as well from the Rainbow Choir. Artie Vidyasaga, who's from Elder Rights Advocacy. We had um, two of the Lalos, um, Gabby Tyak and Kim McCowan. Uh, Meredith Butler from Switchboard and Out and About. Um, unfortunately, Max Primer wasn't there. And Max, I hope you're um, coming back to the best possible health. Peter Stubbs spoke. And I've got to say it, my old partner in crime, the two Sallies, Sally Conning, spoke and brilliantly as always as well um the, the two sallies it's good afternoon from her and it's good afternoon from her and then we were able to do all those daggy 70s era jokes because we could but um seriously um it is really important that we understand differences in the experience of queers across age groups older people may not have been able to come out as early may have a backlog of emotions and feelings and we've, every one of us, every, all 8 billion of us have stuff as a person, and that can get buried under things like sexuality and gender. And just to um, acknowledge, but I won't speak for anyone, I haven't had a chance to read this article in full, today's Guardian update has an article called Gen Z Isn't Mourning the Past, We're Trying to Redeem It, um, by Bridget MacArthur. And Bridget um, is one of the... is. Um, a um, freelance writer and host of 3CR's Chronically Chilled program, which goes to air every Wednesday from 6 till 6.30, a show that facilitates discussion and explores topics about chronic illness, disability and mental health. Um, and Bridget hosts or co-presents that along with Marijo and Aki. Uh, so make sure you check out all the great shows on 3CR. And I think that's the sort of thing we need where we talk about um, sort of intersectionality. I mean, that um, is not, let's say, a queer-specific show, although there's obviously lots of intersections with queer issues. We know that due to discrimination and things, um, queers can face mental health issues. Um, we have disabilities. We can have chronic illnesses. And um, so great um, crossover there. So good to see a 3CR presenter getting a Guernsey, so to speak, in the broader media. Um, so... There it is. Um, lots of great speakers, but I think it's for, for, we'll say, health and support type workers. Be aware of LGBTI issues across age groups. I think that's really important. Um, be aware of discrimination within LGBTI. I say this, you know, I work in aged care. You know, someone comes out, let's say, as trans. Oh, look, oh, look, there's a gay, there's a gay and lesbian group of gays and lesbians. And they might go, no, because they've faced nonsense. And some of us have. Um, and it's best about treating every individual as an individual and with kindness. Um, and yes, we need the good gays and lesbians to start doing that ally work for groups like Bi, Trans, Intersex and Ace, and we need them to do some of that emotional labour of calling out the, if they are able to, the not-so-good ones who are definitely there. Let's have a couple of messages and then come back and wrap it all up on the show and you're on 3CR 855 AM 3CR digital 3cr.org.au 3CR on demand out of the pan with Sally
So it's up to us, the people. We need a treaty in this country. We need the end to the war in this country. And the only way we can do that is through a peace treaty. Not the one you see in Victoria, not the one you see in Queensland, not the one you see in the Northern Territory, because they talk treaty and still lock our people up. They still kill our people. They still desecrate our land and our water. A treaty means peace. A treaty means equality. And a treaty means justice. Thank you. You're listening to Radical Radio on 3CR, 855 on your AM dial, 3CR digital, and podcasting and streaming on 3cr.org.au.3CR Community Radio 855am. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live. That's how you could be listening to this show. If you are listening to a podcast or via streaming live, or you could be listening, of course, to the repeat um, at five between 5am and 6am Australian Eastern on Wednesday morning. Hello to you, however you are listening. And um, out of the pan is this program, a program covering trans and pan issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. If you are listening on the Sunday or even if you're not and you want to listen to more 3CR, um, Freedom of Species comes up next, and Trev's informed me that um, there the, will be an interview with the founders of Aotearoa Liberation League talking about how colonialism and animal exploitation are linked. And, well, played the um, message about treaty, and I honestly had that lined up before I knew what that uh, the next show was about. Anyone would think this show was prepared and you'd be totally wrong. Um, so, yeah, lots of great shows on 3CR. Um, Freedom of Species up next, Rotations at 2, Queer in the Air at 3 if you are listening live. And remember, Chronically Chilled on um, Wednesday from 6 till 6.30. And um, things that talk about, uh, a show that facilitates discussion and explores topics about chronic illness, disability and mental health. One of the huge lineup of shows on 3CR. Um, and... Um, just about out of time on the show today. And um, once again, I uh, hope you've enjoyed the show. I uh, hope it's given you some food for thought and all that sort of thing. Um, and um, what else has been going on? Um, well, so the reason we have this show and try to put across issues that don't get explored in mainstream media, and it's um, really good that in um, the article by Bridget MacArthur, um, Bridget, and I don't know Bridget's pronouns, so <clears throat> I won't use any, um, and um, talks about um, you know, LGBTIQA plus issues in part as one small part of that article, um, and says that um, 
I'm just looking for the little spot there. And um, um, how can we be the most, it says, quote, how can we be the most likely generation to identify as LGBTIQIA plus and advocate for rights? But then the, one of the criticisms of Gen Z is, is that they want to go back to the 90s. And then they say, but how would we, why would we want to go back to the 90s when same-sex marriage was illegal and Alan was booted from air for being too gay, as opposed to other things? And um, condolences to Anne Hesh, by the way, and or to family and friends after a difficult week. Um, so I think that, you know, we don't want to stereotype any generation. Let's just look at each other on their merits and let's all try to keep doing better, I suppose, is the approach that we could take. Um, I've got to move out of here. As I say, make way for freedom of species, talking Aotearoa animal advocacy today. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'll leave you today um, with the much needed, with our last of our 70s Sunbury tracks, this time from Sherbet, and maybe hopefully we can manifest this and um, we'll control the seasons. Um, I'm just getting sick of this cold winter. Um, let's have Sherbet and some summer love. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. <laughs>